You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Welcome to episode five of the Four Faces of Love. We're talking about these dimensions that are introduced to us in the book of Ephesians chapter three, where Paul prays that we would understand what is the breadth, that's God's generosity, his giving, his acceptance, his His protection, the length. He will go to any length to protect those who trust in him. Uh, then there is the uh, depth, which corresponds to correction, God. Uh, corrects those that he loves. And then finally, there is his believing, which is the height. Uh, believing inspires, it lifts. And so this is generosity, this is protection, this is correction, and this is believing. And so all of these dimensions correspond with an element of the love of God. You don't have a full picture of God's love if you don't see all of the different faces. And as I said in yesterday's lesson, some Bible stories emphasize just one of these elements. Some would emphasize many of them. I think it's important in the law of first mention when you first see something about God's love, which is what we see in the book of Genesis, we see the four faces introduced to us very clearly in Genesis chapters 1, 2, and 3. We see God giving, we see God correcting, we see God protecting, and we see God believing. And we see all of these things there. We see the same thing in the ministry of Jesus. Jesus protected, Jesus believed, Jesus corrected, Jesus was very giving. You see all of these things in his ministry. Because a lot of people don't understand the four faces. They give us an image of love that is so one-dimensional, it's destructive. In other words, in every case, they believe that love has to accept and receive. And there are times when we do not accept and we do not receive. And I'm going to show you where Peter writes about this and begins with this amazing love that is so generous and does accept. But then he talks about evil. Now, love cannot, it cannot be fully understood until there is an acknowledgement of the existence of evil. And that's where a lot of people foul up. You, you, you can't really talk about God and what he's done if you don't acknowledge that there is an evil in the universe, an evil being. And sometimes it takes great suffering for people to get their eyes open to this. They want to believe in the goodness of people, that there's good in all men. There is not good in every person. I'm not giving up on every person, but I'm telling you that there are some people who cannot be trusted because they have made choices to forever be evil, and you're not going to bring them out of it. They have to be dealt with then. All right, so let's look at 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13. So think clearly and exercise self-control. Think clearly. That means to consider all aspects. Look forward to the special blessings that will come to you at the return of Jesus Christ. Obey God because you are His children. Now listen to this. This is what Peter is saying. Don't slip back into your old ways of doing evil. Peter's talking to them about living like God's children, but he tells them it can't happen if you do evil. You have to acknowledge the possibility of evil if you're going to do good. 
you didn't know better then, back when you were doing evil, so don't slip back into that. But now you must be holy. Now what does holy mean? Better than everybody else? No. Holy means to be freed from evil, to be pure of evil. You now must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you to be his children is holy. For he himself has said, you must be holy because I am holy. That means that God is pure. He wants us to be pure like him. Now, remember that the heavenly father to whom you pray has no favorites when he judges. In other words, he expects everybody to come to these standards, and not just a few, all of us. He will judge or reward you according to what you do. So you must live in reverent fear, that's a respect of him, during your time as foreigners here on earth. For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And the ransom he paid was not mere gold or silver. He paid for you with the precious lifeblood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. God chose him for this special purpose long before the world began. But now in these final days, he was sent to the earth for all to see, and this he did for you. So God has called us into this amazing love, but this amazing love is also very much aware of the presence of evil. And that's what he's telling us, that we have to make certain that we do not allow evil into our lives. His love empowers us to love our brothers and sisters without doing evil to them. Now let's go to 1 Peter 1.21. Okay? Uh, Through Christ you've come to trust in God, and because God raised Christ from the dead, gave Him great glory, your faith and hope can be placed confidently in God. Now you can have sincere love for each other. Notice he says this, now you can have, you can't have it before, you couldn't have it before. Why? Because you weren't freed from evil. You had to be freed from evil in order to manifest this kind of love. And that's what happens when you're born again. God takes the evil out of your spirit. Now you can have sincere love for each other as brothers and sisters because you were cleansed from your sins when you accepted the truth of the good news. So see to it that you really do love each other intensely with all your hearts. Verse 23 says, For you have been born again. Your new life did not come from your earthly parents because the life they gave you will end in death, but this new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living Word of God. In other words, God gave you a life that is greater than evil. So, back to what we said at the beginning. Love cannot be fully understood if there is not an acknowledgement of evil. Peter comes into this and says, you have been cleansed from evil in order that you can love. You can't even think about loving until the evil goes away. So evil is a threat to love. And love does not blindly engage with evil. Love understands evil. Love stands against evil. And love resists evil. And that's something that a lot of people don't get. A lot of people have this crazy notion that if I would just show kindness to evil, 
I can make evil go away. And that's not true. You cannot make evil go away by simply showing kindness to it. There is a time when evil has to be resisted greatly. All right. Now, man in his natural state doesn't have the capacity to love the way that God loves, but when we are born again, we receive that capacity. Now I want to turn you to the book of 1 Peter chapter 5, same book, but just different chapter. It's near the end. He's going to other things. And here's what he says in verse 8. Be careful. Watch out for attacks from the devil, your great enemy. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for some victim to devour. Take a firm stand against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your Christian brothers and sisters all over the world are going through the same kinds of suffering that you are. So Peter starts off with this commandment to love one another, to treat people with kindness, to show the giving side, the giving face of love. But then before he ends his book, he reminds you of the presence of evil. And there's a time where you have to stand against it. Now, one of the things that I've seen as a pastor over the years is that there's some people who mean well, but they're very naive, and they have the idea that showing kindness and love can completely overcome evil at any time. And it depends on how you respond in love, because love not only receives and forgives, but love protects I have dealt with people who were persecuted by their relatives because they would not allow a certain family member into their family gatherings because that family member had been known to molest children. And they took a stand against that family member. They didn't go after him to hurt him, to harm him, but nor would they allow that family member to be around their children. And for that reason, some of their family condemned them, persecuted them. As a pastor, there have been times that I have had to take a stand against a person who has a history of repetitive behavior of molesting, harming children. We refuse to allow them to roam freely through our church we refuse to allow them to be around our children. We certainly wouldn't allow them to teach our kids. Some people find that harsh and unforgiving. We do not. We are walking in love, and the love we're walking in protects the innocent. It protects the innocent victim. This idea that we treat all people the same is a ridiculous idea. It does not come from God. God teaches a discrimination. Here's what the Scripture says. It says, Do good to all men, especially those of the household of faith, meaning that you ramp it up a level when you're dealing with someone who has faith, who's your brother or sister in Christ. We treat people not the same. And you see Jesus uh, dealing with people all the time in his parables. See, there were three servants uh, that were each given talents, and one was a wicked and slothful servant. He taught that you didn't reward the wicked and slothful servant in the same way you rewarded the first two who were faithful. 
And so you see this, this love that has a wisdom that goes with it. And when people teach that love is exactly the same in all times and in all occasions with all people, you're making a huge mistake. And there is a time we don't hate people that we stand up to or that we might correct, or we don't hate those that we might protect our children from, but we do protect when it is necessary. That is what God did. God does it because He loves. So it's important then to thoroughly verse yourself in Scripture with these four faces. Now we've introduced this concept, the four faces of love. We're not nearly done. But we're going to go through each one of these faces, take a week for each face, and we're going to show you in the scriptures where these faces are manifest, and that way you'll know when it's appropriate to show the face of giving or to show the face of protecting or to show the face of believing. There's always a time for a particular face. Sometimes you're showing more than one face at a time. But I want you to see that you can't really know God if you do not understand that love has four different faces. I'll see you next week. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below. And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.